Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the true story. True story. About no one major who rents a room in a house. Can't rub two nickels together. <clears throat> and chose to have his life taped. Why? Find out what happens when he stops speaking logically. <laughs> what? And says something stupid. This. What is this? This is the Pound Take Podcast. Welcome to the Pound Cake Podcast. I am your host, Pound Cake, and I have a very special guest with me today. This is his first time. This is his debut on the Pound Cake Podcast, and I always love new guests here, and I know it's been a minute, so I want to introduce you to my friend, Scott. Now, do you want me to say your last name, Scott? Or you can. I was gonna say you give a, you give out your address on your podcast. <laughs> I don't think last name would be that bad. Scott Nixon. I now we're gonna get into it a little later, but we go way back. I have a lot of people on this podcast, and a lot of them have been old friends from college, WZIP friends specifically. Um, and me and you go way back. We're part of that cult that WZIPZ TV created, and years later, we're still doing really well. Um, and he reached out to me, well, it, I would say like a week ago, but it wasn't. It was just like a couple of days ago, uh, asked me to be on his podcast, and I've been following him on social media because I follow all my, you know, old, I like my I want my peeps to do well, so I keep tracks on them, keep tabs on them. So I follow him on social media. He reached out to me, asked me to do his podcast, and we did his podcast, and now he's doing mine. It's only right. It's only fair. You seem like the type of guy to reciprocate. Oh, I'm very reciprocate. Yeah, you, you have absolutely to reciprocate. reciprocate. <laughs> Without a doubt. If you don't, you're kind of a terrible human being, I feel like. We have a hell of a time. Honestly, I don't even need reciprocation. Uh, see, we're already starting. We're already going in. <laughs> I don't. I don't even need reciprocation. I just want to do the stuff that I want to do, so I can create a fantasy in my head, um, and then you can leave. Because I, I, I don't even give people. I don't give people credit anymore. I expect them to be awful. So I'm like, I'm just gonna get what I want out of the situation, <laughs> and then I'll make do later. <laughs> you know, self satisfy yourself. Be your own person. That is amazing. Oh, I'm always down for that though. Like I, I'm willing. I'm always willing to hear someone out and like. What do you like? Tell me what you want. And if it's in something I'm comfortable with, then by all means, like, let's make it happen. You, open communication's the best way. You know why I think people like you? And I, I, I told you before, I, you have, there's something about your spirit that people gravitate to. You, you don't seem like the type of person to want to do harm to anybody. Now everyone's capable of anything. But you don't seem like the type of guy to bring harm to anybody. You're just mellow, chill vibes. And you have a sexy stoner voice. <laughs> you do. You have oh, a, man. like, people, if people didn't know you smoke weed, it's like, say you smoke weed without saying you smoke weed. <laughs> and then you, you talk and you laugh. You yeah. have a sexy stoner voice. Well, I never um, thought of it like that. You, I thought I just kind of had, like, a weird nasally voice no, a little bit. But. It's sexy stoner voice. And it's perfect for broadcasting and i don't think i've ever really asked you yeah we were part of the wzip ztv cult but i never really asked you what did you what did you want to do in broadcasting 
you're kind of just like up there seeing what you could yeah. bring and what. I actually, well, I was I was really hoping to get into like sports broadcasting and like football play by play. I always loved watching football. It was my favorite sport, but. You know, being a five nine white guy who who's not fast, like I wasn't gonna ever play in the NFL, and I never. I don't know if I didn't make the right connections or what it was. I still ended up going to grad school, working for the athletic department and doing their media. I graduated. I applied to be the director of their media department, and they told me I didn't have enough experience. A part of me thinks maybe like You're I like, was dumb, dumb bitch. I don't have enough experience. That's why I'm trying to get a job, dummy. <laughs> yeah. A part of me thinks they probably knew I was a bit of a degenerate, so they probably didn't like you know want me to have that responsibility. So I don't know. I got kind of discouraged about it. I sent out a bunch of feelers for different jobs, but like I never really ever was able to get anything out of it. So I, I it sounds terrible, but like. You know, I just kept bartending and, you know, living my life as a kind of a degenerate. And then I got into sales and all that was fun. But He I- has a gorgeous house, you guys. Oh, my God. His house is beautiful. <laughs> and it's clean. You sh- are, are you bullshitting me that you clean that yourself? Because yeah, literally- I clean it every, I clean like once or twice a week. Oh, my God. Are you sure you're not gay? Yeah, I'm <laughs> positive. I, I walked to his house and it was it was so clean because, you know me, I'm I'm observant i inspect everything first time at someone's house i'm like oh my gosh the floor is spotless and not only was it clean but it had like the the uh freshly um vacuumed vacuum marks like the uh it looks like a little flower with yeah. the floor i was like oh he did he get a maid did he get a clean person no i do i do it myself once a week jesus and that's well, like- leo's there and his hair gets everywhere so like you don't see his hair but when that vacuum goes that thing fills up with just so much cat hair, and I don't want people, I don't want to be that guy with cat hair house. There's a level of acceptance that I've <laughs> made with my life that I'm like, I walk into like a family member's house, a friend's house, I'm like, there's gonna, it's going to be dirty, it's going to be cat hair. Like, I don't judge. <laughs> I don't, I can't, there, I can't, after moving out of a house like my mom's house where it was just a bunch of stuff accumulated over the years, a little bit of a hoarding situation. I don't talk about anybody's house ever. <laughs> I, I have never been that person like, ooh, their house was dirty, or they sleep on a mattress on the floor. Like, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I have just moved into an apartment, and I only had enough stuff to fill a bedroom. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I walked into your house. I was like, damn, this is this how the other half lives. Oh. And, you're, and you're a single, good-looking, cis white male. So, yeah, I guess I am. I think if you, and this is my opinion, and if this happens, I want my cut. The way that you'll break into the sports industry and do sports reporting, you'll be one of those. You'll be a straight guy, shirtless on Instagram, giving stats to the gays. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the fit gays at my house. The, the alpha elite. Yeah, that's what the you alpha call elite. it. At this gays. point, though, I don't even know if I really care about sports anymore, though. I just like feel like I have a good personality. I'm always willing to talk and chat it up and... Anything that's interesting to talk about, I'm I'm always, you know, whether it's pop culture, whether it's movies, music, whatever the story might be, you know, the crazy Florida man, any kind of take I'm There's willing so to many. partake in. Like, that's just how it's always been. And so sports to me is taking a little bit of a backseat. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if you invite me to a Browns game, Indians or Guardians, I should say, Cavs, mm-hmm. I'm always going to want to go and hang out. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't care what happens at the end. Yeah, and see, you're one of those people that that are practical-minded. Some people, sports is their entire existence. They played sports. They want to watch sports. They want to read about sports. And if sports goes away, that that is their personality. Yeah, that's their identity. And and I can't even talk shit because that's honestly sometimes how I feel. Like, 
I've done radio so long. I I did it since you know I was in college, and that was a big that that was almost like a vessel for me to be my true self or or uh, an exaggerated side of my personality because it was right around the time I came out, so I was finding myself, and I flocked to this medium, and if it just went away. That's I dedicated ten plus ten years going on now, to eight years on the show, but like ten years Total. plus, plus uh, you know, a decade of my life is just like gone. So I can't even talk. Like that—that uh, that is a lot of my personality is tied into being pound cake or 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 uh, you know being the radio guy. It's on every one of my dating bios. Like that—that that is my career. That is my uh, profession. That is what I've sacrificed so long for. It's what I went to school for. So I get it. If you're a doctor, I'm sure you probably take off your lab coat and don't want and be removed from that after you get off. Uh, but if you're a guy who is dedicated to sports and that's your entire existence, you played it with Paul, you know, in the backyard, you threw that football, and you know you, you didn't make it to the NFL or you didn't get drafted. I, I imagine that was kind of sting a little bit. You're trying to find yourself again. Yeah, I get that completely. And but there's more to you than just being on the radio. It just happened. Is there though? I think there is. <laughs> Thank I mean, you for saying that. I mean, sometimes I feel like I, there's not. I feel like there definitely is. That you do other things outside of this. Obviously, you know, this is where we're going to get to hear you the most and all your stories and everything like that. But you know, once you walk out of this this studio, there's still another part of you that's uh, yes. just a, a normal guy. Yeah, I, I again, I I said it on your podcast, and I and people only know what I tell them. So. Yes, that's true. There is another side of me, a, a, a far more personal side, that I'm glad a, a handful of people get to You know the personal side. A, a handful of people get to see that side of me. Um, and if you get to see that side, consider yourself fortunate because it's hard for me to open up because I am Radio Pound Cake. And I don't know who to trust. And, yeah, you know, I, I, the paranoid anxiety written Cody. Is it hard to separate the two? Like, cause I don't want to say you have like an alter ego. I, it, it almost it almost does sometimes though. I understand how these celebrities like a Nicki Minaj or a Lady Gaga. You know, Lady Gaga is Stephanie Germanata. Lady uh, Lady Gaga wouldn't exist without Stephanie, but Stephanie could exist without Lady Gaga. Or you know, Onika can be Nicki Minaj, but Nicki Minaj can't be Onika. You know, yeah. if, if Onika went away, so it's the same thing for me. Pound Cake is an extension of me. It is not all of me, but it's an extension of me. Pound cake would not exist if Cody did not exist, but Cody could exist without pound cake. You know, there might come a day where the, the Alan Cox show gets canceled. I hope no time soon because I just released an apartment. But uh, <laughs> there might be, come a day where I get rid of this radio name and I just dump it all together and, and try something else and rebuild. Uh, so therefore, I would be Cody, and yeah, I, I would have to find a way to move on. Um, but yeah, it's an exaggerated personality trait of mine, and sometimes he gets me into trouble. Damn pound cake, <laughs> so, pound cake, he a son of a bitch. But he's evolved over the years, so I'm proud of him because <laughs> he, he he evolved with me from you know the the guy in Jamaica that I told you about. That I like that guy. That uh, guy was fun. That guy was fun. He he was lit. He was the life of the party, and always kind of has been. But he's a lot more reserved, and he knows that. He could fuck with our money now. We can't. We can't afford that. <laughs> so he's he's got to keep keep things in perspective. Um, but I want to ask something, and I don't know if you're persnickety about this because some people are. People who have tattoos, uh, do are there stories behind your tattoos on why you got them and when you got them? Because you got 
it's almost like a sleeve, but yeah. not quite. So I got like the patches is what they're called, like a patch sleeve. And I started just like the one day, I don't know what it made. Like I had a couple to begin with, but then the one day I just decided, oh, I want to get something new. And I made a good connection with my tattoo artist. He was just a real nice guy. He just got started. And I think he, you know, I just felt, like, comfortable with him, like, you know, because I didn't have many tattoos. He was obviously covered in them. But they're good, and they look expensive. They aren't. They, that was the thing, though. The price was really pretty good for the most part. I didn't overspend. At least I don't think I did. I'm listening. I'm just getting my oh, sippy. no, you're all <laughs> <Continue>. good. <laughs> he uh, actually, they were doing a review this year of... Um, they were doing a review of the finances and who's brought in the most money, and they were even able to break it down by client. I'm the I'm the number one spender in this in their shop this year, but it also helps because I haven't had a job. So I say, your arms are pretty much covered. You got some on your legs. Yeah, I got a little bit. I got a couple on my on my uh, on my back, and I just pretty much just go in there. Sometimes like I have an idea, like. I told him I really wanted like a cool green frog, and I didn't have a design. He just came up with that. Or like I told him I wanted an orange fox. Like I told him because so he he experiments on you and yeah. So then you don't pay for you don't pay full price for those or no I oh. do I pay full price and oh. I tip him and everything. Is but there something you wouldn't get on your body? Depending on the yeah, like I wouldn't get like you know a, a dick tattoo or you know it would have to would be. Would you get a vagina tattoo? No, I wouldn't get any like anatomy put on me. I don't think. I'm pretty open, though, to the idea. Like, the one on my leg, for example, though, this was something he de- he designed, and he wanted to, like, try it. So he just said, hey, dude, you want to come in? Like, I have this new design. I think it would be cool on your leg. And I said, yeah, that's fine. And so I just went in, and, we, you know, he banged it out, and I, you know, I liked how oh, it Oh, did he bang out. it out? Yeah. See, <laughs> using terms like that. Yeah. See, there, that's the thing. I, see, one, I wish I had expendable income like that just to get tattoos. Two... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I, all my tattoos I got were under the age of 18. I was in the closet, very repressed, and I thought the most masculine thing I could get is a tattoo because not a lot of people get them. It's edgy. You take risks. And my brother got tattoos, and my mom, oddly enough, is overprotective and, you know, uh, well, I guess just overprotective as she was. That wasn't one of the things that she was overprotective about because she had tattoos. So it really, she didn't see it like a big deal. I was 16, and I wanted a crown with, did you ever see my, you saw my tattoos. Uh, yeah, I was, I was say. about to say, it's, I thought it was on one of your arms. It is right here. I got one here, uh, a crown with uh, my initials underneath it uh, to, I think, signify 
dedication, loyalty, and royalty to yourself. I don't know what it was. To me, when people look at it and they ask me what's it about, I say it signifies someone who got a tattoo far too young and, <laughs> and you know, was don't get tattoos while you're in the closet, kids. That's, that's what I can advocate for. Because the other one I got, this was 16. I remember it was the day, uh, uh, the one on my arm was the day that Barack Obama got inaugurated. Like oh. I remember, that's how I mark it. It was the, it was the first time he got inaugurated, uh, the first inauguration of Barack Obama. It was that day, um, and then the one on my back, uh, it was a cross with, that says patience uh, over it, and that one was seventeen. I don't remember that day, but my mom and my brother and I all got one together. We all got some some cross or some like scripture that we wanted to take with us, and my mom got my brother got faith. My mom got hope, and I got patience. Cool. Are they all on the same spot? <laughs> are, cool. No. I think uh, that's cool that you guys all did that together. Like, yeah, my mom got one. My mom's and eyes are. Uh, my mom and eyes is on the left shoulder blade. So yeah. So it's, we got ours in the same spot. My brother kind of has like a whole back piece, so he didn't have room for it. So he got he got plenty of boob room yeah so he got a, a cross and then has faith on it on his boob no that's that's cool because my best friend zach his family all has the same tattoo it's called the eye of auras and it's it's a symbol for you know prosperity protection it's like an egyptian eye and i remember ain't that the illuminati eye it sort of kind of looks like that it's got like these weird like mm-hmm, the little lines yeah underneath it uh-huh and they all had it, and I remember we. I go on their family vacation every year. I always make the joke that I, I'm their adopted son that they never had. And then we were at out to eat one day, the the five of us, and this they were leaving. We were leaving the restaurant, and this random guy happened to have the tattoo of the Eye of Horus, and I didn't have it. <laughs> and I got super butthurt. I was like, I'm going home, and I'm getting that. <laughs> so I immediately booked up an appointment and got one on my back just to fit in. You know, that's something now as an adult, and, and that's the thing. I, I've seen my maturity. Like, I, I've witnessed my maturity because before I was like, tattoo, tattoo, tattoo. I thought they were cool. Can't have men without any ink. And now um, in my adult life, I'm very re- reluctant to get one because I'm like, one, it, again, tattoos are expensive, and I don't know. I have trust issues. I don't know. I have to go to the right tattoo artist, someone that I would trust that I would know would do a good job if they're going to be my only other yeah. tattoo over the – like, I'm 30 now. What am I going to get that I want like uh, that I want on my body so bad, you know, that I, I just got to get it tattooed? Um, so that's one. The other aspect is – I have psoriasis, and I don't know if I would, like, have an allergic reaction to it now. I had psoriasis then, but uh, not as bad as I do now. So I don't know if I would have an allergic reaction to the ink, and I don't want to test my luck. So I want another tattoo. I just don't know what I would get and if I should get it. So that's something to talk to my dermatologist about. But I only asked if it was a sore spot to ask about tattoos because there was this hot porn star that I would, like, I was messaging with on Instagram one time. I was trying to get him on the podcast, and I asked. Is him, he in Cleveland? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, 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 not that one. <laughs> no. I know. I, I think I know I, who you're talking. Everyone about. knows. Yeah, everyone knows that one. <laughs> not, but no, this this guy. It was just gonna be like a Zoom, uh, oh, okay. a, a Zoom uh, interview, and he was like, "Why do you need to know how many tattoos I got?" I was like, "Because they're." Cu- I didn't. I don't need to. I was just curious. They cover your entire freaking body. Yeah. He's like, "That's such an annoying question." I'm like, "Okay." 
Excuse me. Well, I'm sorry. So I didn't know that. I didn't know if that was a sore spot. No, I, I don't mind talking about and, it. And they, they were, and it was a compliment. It was gorgeous. He had, yeah. A, a, nothing compliments a beautiful body more than you know beautiful artwork on it. So I hope it. If someone gets their body covered in tattoos, I want them to do it justice. Yeah. There's, I, again, I hate bringing him up because I like Justin Bieber, but he almost looks like he has poop smeared on him. Like all the tattoos he got. And I understand, I'm sure, because he's such a big name, every tattoo artist in the world is begging to do free work on them because the, yeah. their work is seen by millions of people. He's he's photographed all the time walking around shirtless. So, but there's a point where I'm like, no. Like, y'all, it, it just doesn't even look like anything anymore. He's got yeah. so much. But, yeah, so tattoos are cool. Tattoos are hot. Um, and I like guys who can pull them off. And one of these days, I'm going to get another. But, so... Back to our old how we know each other. Again, I told you this kind of off air uh, when I stopped over to your place that I remember specifically in, in when we were in college, you would come up to the studio and there was another gay guy there. We don't have to say his name because I don't want to blow up his spot. But he he was like, oh, my God, Scott. And I was like, what? He's like, he is just so, he is just so sexy. And he's so sweet. And, he, and, and, like, he was just going on and on. I was like, okay, well, that's fine. And she was, and he was like, even, even when he has his, like, nerdy moments, he's still hot. There was a, there was a moment when you walked in, I think you were doing some type of uh, sports you had just got done doing some type of sports interview for an internship. Yeah, and you had a but you had a button up shirt on, and he said that the I didn't see this, but he said that you you had perspired like all the way down your shirt, like it, you had sweat <laughs> oh, marks. I sweat the- I sweat a lot. That sounds a hundred percent right. And he he was like he was like I'll change his shirt. He was like <laughs> I I have another shirt for him. Let me go iron it for you. I was like oh my god. So you were such a hit with the ladies. Were you like a ladies man back then? No, not the at all. Ladies and gay men loved you. Yeah, I mean now it seems to be coming like that seems to be coming out to me more and more that I know this. Don't now. say coming out. Yeah, I realized I realized that was a bad say, bad way. Way to say it, but I've been I've been realizing this more and more as I've gotten older that I was maybe a pretty oblivious to it back then in college. Um, I also was dating someone at the time, so like I really wasn't. You had a girlfriend all through college. Uh, I would say my sophomore through end of senior year, middle of grad school. But so, you cheated, right? No, I broke up so I could. F- so I could. So I could. You can sleep. Say fuck. No, I didn't know if I could. I didn't you know what you. Oh yeah, yeah it's a I, podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I definitely. I broke up with her so I could fuck other people. I was gonna say. I, I was just like, wow. So you stayed with her the whole time. I was like, obviously he cheated, but he just didn't get caught for it. But no, no, it like, I, I didn't want to be that too, guy. Fuck around. Yeah. Because I, I've seen it time and time again. There was these guys, room, my, some of my roommates, some of my friends that I met in college. They were still dating their high school sweetheart. I said, you, you brought sand to the beach. <laughs> I'm like. I, and, and I'm like, you know, like, okay, on the 1%, maybe maybe 1% to 3% chance that you guys make it and get married. Is it worth it? No. Because you, you got the whole rest of your life to be together and be married. Take a break. Yeah. Like, like if it's meant to be, try be. new Try new stuff. And they're like, no, well, it's whatever. Like, I don't need to be out whoring around. And then they get broken up with. It's and, always the girl that breaks up with them. And then guess who wants to go whoring around? Then, then they go whoring around. I yeah. was like, okay, welcome to the dark side. Everyone used to talk about me because I was in my hoe phase, and I was in a pretty extensive hoe phase for 
four to five years. Like, for, like I said, from 19 to about 26. <laughs> and that was after <laughs> I graduated college. I, it, my whole phase ended right around the time I stopped getting free health insurance. <laughs> so you can connect Iron- the dots yeah. that way. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> no, great. I was going to say, uh, I feel like, though, the, the gay community is so much easier. Like for Yes. Because grinder, these dudes are hornballs. Oh my goodness! And speaking, and now that you're here in front of my face, I can turn it on. Now that I'm single, oh my goodness, let's do this. Well, like I'll, I'll give you an example of how I really know firsthand of how this works. So uh, back in May, I went to I went on a trip with a friend to Chicago. Just scroll for fun. Okay, <laughs> I went I went on the trip to Chicago with a friend and. He's he's gay, single guy. I love the he's funny. We hit it off all the time. Did we go to Boys Town. What's Boys Town? Okay, so you didn't go to no, Boys Town. No, I didn't go to you Boys Town. You would know if you were in Boys Town. But he uh okay, that's just a bare ass. <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to say and I didn't even know they could do like Yeah, oh yeah. Nudity. Yep. Oh, that's not even like a bare no, ass. No, but that, I mean that was still just so, you know, his his ass out there for you. Some someone message Okay, this one per one person says hi, another person says hi, and another one just sent a deep pick. So we'll yeah. save those for later. We'll save those for after the podcast. <laughs> no, but the, but my buddy was 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 on Grinder and getting blown the fuck up. Where it was like he was messaging all these dudes, and within a span of less than twelve hours, he was able to line up a dick appointment. And I was like, that's wild because I've been on dating apps. 12? Twelve hours is a long time. Usually, get- it's like, hey, where you are? Like when I christened my apartment. Uh, that was like a communication that I had like the hour of like I'm like oh do I feel like having anyone over uh, I have to get up I have to I have to shower like I have to clean up my apartment to make it look like I clean my apartment so I was like let me just rearrange some stuff put some boxes in some shove some boxes in some closets <laughs> and they just kept, and it was literally we came over was like oh nice meeting you I was like yeah nice meeting you too thanks and just, just close and off and then left and that was it that was I'm like damn. So back to your friend. Sorry. Well, to no, you no, you're good. I like that because he. Well, he was working. Do he, I know this gay friend, by the way? Possibly. After the show, we can talk about. I, was like, it. I bet you we had mutual friends. Yeah. That, pro- that, yeah. That is how I find out if people are gay. If I see the, if I see a friend out in public, and I'm like, ooh, I need to see his social media, either his Facebook, Facebook or Instagram. Take notes, ladies, if you want to know. I see how many because I know I am backed with. Most of the gays in Cleveland, if not all the gays in Cleveland. So I have, like, a, a friend list. Oh, yeah. So if I go to one of the guys' pages and they have more than five of my gay friends on there, I said they either have messed around, they're, they're, they frequent the gay clubs, or they gay. Yeah, definitely. But uh, he... He was he had a work conference, so he wasn't he he would be gone from I think eight a.m. and he'd get back at six p.m. So during the day, I would just do whatever I wanted. I'd go work out at the hotel. I'd walk around the city, eat some chicken wings. Like I would keep myself occupied. Come back, edit some videos, and then by the time six o'clock rolled around, he's like, "Yeah, we have dinner." But then later tonight, I got a dick appointment, and I'm like, "How the hell did you pull that off?" Like, but I, I just know how you know. Men work fast. I mean, think about a, a, a bunch of yous yeah, yeah, running around. A bunch of yous that wants to fuck yous. Like, what, what do you think? Yeah, what? it's just going to. You know what you want to do. Yeah, so oh, get another guy that's just like you. You're both into the same thing. Yeah, like, that, that make, it's, it makes 110%. It's like. disgusting. I hate being gay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's literally disgusting, and I feel used. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's gross. Big, Is it, though? Big, stinky men. Yes, it's gross. It's stinky men. And I, if I didn't love men... 
I'd fucking hate men. <laughs> I, I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. But, and it's so funny because I meet, and this is the gay in me. When people say Chicago, I say, oh, Boys Town. Oh, Market Days. And to you, heterosexual man, you know nothing about that. It's a different world. Yeah, clearly. It would be the same thing like you coming to me saying, like, oh my gosh, I'm having a pregnancy scare. Or I can't have sex because my girlfriend's on her period. Uh, uh, period I, sex. Just put a towel <clears> down. And I've see I've never well I'm putting a towel down but not period <laughs> <laughs> not period but like there was a time when I went, the only time I went to Chicago was for my friend's birthday we call them extravagazas or you know extravagazas extravagazas we always do some type of uh, birthday getaway a gaycation if you will <laughs> and, and we go to like a gay destination and we party there to for whatever. And I didn't realize at the time, so Chicago has this gay district called Boys Town, and it's a, just a line of gay bars, all gay-friendly shops and neighborhoods, and we stayed at the only little boutique hotel in Boys Town, and I was, un- un- I was not prepared for what I was about to witness, because... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The bars stay open till 4 a.m. in Chicago, which is their hour behind us. Behind us, so it's 5 a.m. Eastern time. Were you closing down bars? They wanted to, but I was like, I can't, guys. I can't. I understand we're in a new place. I understand it's a new environment. It's really exciting, but bitch, I would. And this was <clears throat> years ago, 2016, maybe. So what? That I'm like 23, 24. Something like that, and I was I was over it. I wanted to go. I wanted to go back to the hotel, and they're like, "Well, we paid our money because every every club out there, they don't care how hot you are. Uh, you pay a cover." But I think in this particular instance, they let us in. Well, at least they let my friends in, and I didn't have to pay anything. So somehow they finagled that. Um, we there was a thirty dollar cover, and I didn't want to pay because I was oh, like, I'm not. I was like, uh, I'm not paying thirty dollar covers because there's there was this one club called Circuit. I don't even know if it's there anymore. Um, and there's a free part of the of the area, and you see it has a big glass wall where there's go-go boys dancing literally next to nothing. And I don't even understand why. I think the only reason, only reason why they wear, like, underwear or, like, uh, thongs is to keep the money in there because yeah. they get tipped. Because you can see everything. Like, oh, you, yeah. you can see shav, you can see pubes, you can see a pimple on their penis, and a lot of them probably had them. Um, but <laughs> But you can see everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that looks like a, a utopia. That looks like another world in there. And I was like, how do we get to that part of the club? And they were like, that part's going to be $30. And I don't remember how or what because I was beyond drunk at this time. My friend, he must have paid or he talked to the dude and he let us through. And we got to party 
in this club, and they wanted to close down the bitch. It was already like two, and I'm like, all right, well, I partied enough. It's three o'clock Eastern time. I'm ready to go home. And they're like, we got two more hours. What are you talking <laughs> about? I was like, I'm not staying here two more hours. So I'm mad. I'm like, I'm walking home. I've never been to Chicago before, <laughs> so I'm walking home, looking at my navigation, crying into my phone. It's December, by the way. Ooh, so yes, yeah, it's, it's cold. freezing cold, and I another one of those things where uh, my gay senses kicked in, like. Okay, I'm I'm here. I need to go home. Not focus on anything else. Same thing. Same thing when I would like walk home from WZIP in the middle, of, like at 11 p.m. when my shift was done, walking the streets of Akron with my headphones in, oblivious. Like could have got robbed. Could have got anything. And doing that in an environment that I know is one thing, but Chicago. Yeah. What they call Chirac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good times to be had though. Super good times. Um. So I recommend. You go back. You could be a dancer at Hydrate. That's that's like their. That's big... what it was called. No, the one we went to was called Circuit, and I think Circuit closed down. But there was another place I know is still open. It's called Hydrate, and Hydrate is just like it, like it sounds, a bunch of thirsty ass men, <laughs> and they have little go-go boys that dance on there. So, if times get hard, don't you worry. You, you'll be just <laughs> fine. I, I never thought of it like that, to be honest. I don't even know if my moves are that good, though. They don't care about. I mean. They probably would care a little bit, but all you gotta do is, get, and then they'll say, "Oh, he's just straight. It's fine. You that that is your getaway card for everything." Like, oops, sorry, I don't know, I don't know gay etiquette. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to shake my ass. Can you guys teach me how to shake my ass? But you they just want to see bro. the muscles and yep. the, and the shirtless. Or or if you you know crush one of those beers on your head and then drink it like Stone Cold Steve Austin style, yeah. you you can do that too. Oh, I, I that. That's my bread and butter. I, I can do that. <laughs> you can do that. that. That's not hard at all. Is that your drink of choice? Because No, the, I'm a Tito's and soda whore, but. I was going to say, because on your podcast, um, you do this segment, which I love, great marketing, Mixing with Nixon. If you have a name with alliteration, like if you have a title with alliteration and it has your name in it, then fantastic. Um, you, do, you do the segment where you meet. Do you create the cocktails or you take recipes and just have people try them or what? It's kind of a mix of both. Sometimes I'll make up my own drink or like I'll look up a a concept or an idea, but then I'll just tweak the recipe for my own liking. And, you know, typically I always add a little bit more alcohol than what the recipe online calls for. But then like, too, if I have whoever's over to have the drink with Mm me, I typically like to ask, like, what's their preferred drink of choice? Because like, for example, like if you came over and I made you something with like gin and you hate gin, that's not going to be any fun for, you know, you. Gin just, I'm okay with gin. It just doesn't get me drunk for long. Like it tastes like a pine tree. So it doesn't taste that great. And then like it just, I, I stay drunk for like 20 minutes and then it's gone. So I don't. I don't really fuck with gin like that anymore. But the shit that you made, I'll put back the curtain because I already did his podcast. That shit that you made me on your on your show was fucking delicious. I don't know what that was, but I need to make that in my everyday life because that was good. It wasn't really much in, into it. I mean, uh, t- it was the orange creamsicle, whipped cream vodka, pinnacle. You can get that for like 10 bucks. A uh, little bit of pinnacle? orange juice. I've had pinnacle I since college. Well, I was looking for Smirnoff whipped cream, but I couldn't find that, so I was like, fuck, I'm just settling for pinnacle, but who cares? And then a little bit of orange juice, like an ounce or so, and then add in the whipped cream to the drink and kind of shake it up so that way it gets all foamy. Mm-hmm. And then just topped. I topped it with a little bit of Sprite. I mean, my- I love a good foam and I love a good top, so <laughs> fantastic. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I mean, again, that was a suggestion from a friend, though, because, you know, again, I've always asked people, like, hey, what should I try to make next, or what do you think would be good? And my one friend was like, hey, we made these orange creamsicles. You should give it a go. And I said, 
you know, sounds good. Because at the end of the day, like, there's so many fucking drinks out there. Yeah. You know, so it's like this. That that's not like I'm ever gonna run out of an idea or like. Do uh, the, do your bartender friends mind you guys? I thought he was a bartender because he frequents this neighborhood bar in Lakewood, and we can plug them because if people go there from this podcast, and fantastic. Tell them that you came here because of the Pound Take podcast. But Corky's is right there in Lakewood, and now as a Lakewood resident. I might peep this bar uh, a little more often because I think I've only been there once or twice. But um, I thought that you bartended at the bar because I would always see your stories and you're always at Corky's. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. And and when you know how to make all these drinks, I'm like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Bartender, mixing with Nixon, fantastic. They're going to blow up with business there. Um, and you're like, oh, no, I just go there all the time. Yeah, I just, I'm, just, I'm just a regular. I used to bartend. You're hell of a regu- regular. I used to bartend at Chili's. That's how I learned how to, like, do everything. But Corky's, though, that's just, like, you know, the neighborhood bar to hang out. You live alone. You, you don't want to, you know, it's Thursday night at 8 o'clock. You're kind of bored. You've been sitting at home all week after, you know, whatever you did. All right, let's just pop into Cork's, see who's there, have a drink or two. And sometimes the night just gets away from you. And it's one of those places where I think you would really like it because, like, it's just such... I love a good dive bar. Yeah, yeah, and it's a good variety of people, all walks of life. Like, you you got old people, you got young people, you got... Dive bars are the type of bars I want to go to when I want to have a drink. A, a gay club is something I want to go to when I want to gay. Like, yeah. I, there, I, it ha, I have to be in the mood to gay. Like, if people think it doesn't take effort, but it does. Oh. I, like, I'm all about, you know, the vibe and the, and the energy and the atmosphere of, of the whole environment. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to go to a gay club tonight because it's a whole thing. But if I go to a dive bar, no one's going to bother me. No one's going to question me. Chances are the friends that I have won't even be there. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So I would t- definitely take you up on that. First of all, love your glasses. Um, those are pretty legit. Um, They've been my new go-to. Yeah, those like I couldn't pull those off, but you certainly do. Um, what was your favorite dish at Chili's? Dish at Chili's? When, when H- honey Chipotle there. chicken crispers. I don't think I've ever had those. Oh, the, you got to try them. They're just basically chicken tenders, but they're tossed in this sauce called honey chipotle, and it's like a sweet, tangy, spicy, and you get this, like, ranch on the side. You get a couple of side, like, you get a couple of side dishes with it. If Chili's puts a fucking commercial in this podcast, they better fucking pay me, damn it. <laughs> like, because every so often there there will be, like, a commercial that would be what we're talking about, and then it'll play right as we're talking. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Y'all better oh, cut and me it in. Cut, and it cuts us out? Yes. Oh. And, and it would be like, I say something Chili's, and it would be like, Pick! And they were like, have you ever been to Chili's? Yes. And then what, what is their little slogan? Uh, I can't remember. The, How long ago did you work there? 2011 through 2017, 2018. Okay, so that's a, a, a good amount of time. Oh, that's pretty long. Oh, I worked there for seven years, yeah. I was going to say, because I remember I saw the video that you posted, and they commented on I it. Would, I, would, and <laughs> I, was, I was like, give him a check or something. Put him in a uh, commercial. I fucked up, though, because I, li- I said I fucking love Chili's in the review. Like, if I oh, did so it. so what? Well, I think it's because it's like a family, you know, Family, maybe that's why they didn't share it, and that's why they only commented on it. Uh, I don't see. I don't like that shit. Like they, I know. they give you need. They need to give you props and props are due, especially if you were there. Did you get tipped a lot? Did you enjoy the job? Oh yeah, I did really well. I, I see you again because there's a certain type of spirit that you have to have to have a, a job like that because people will tip you shitty or they'll treat you awful. 
Um, but you seem like the type of, type of guy that it wouldn't necessarily phase you. It'd yeah. Shit, it used to bother me. Cause, like, at- when I was younger, there was a few times I had to, like, I don't call them meltdowns, but, like, I got fucking heated. Like, I had to walk out. Like, I would walk to the back cooler and just, like, kind of scream or, like, walk outside and, like, do a lap around the building because, you know, some people really were just so rude. But then you realize there, you know, that's a one-off, and that most people aren't that way. Yeah, I used to, I used to. Well, I had a couple of different jobs in, in before I actually got into radio full time. Well, hell, I'm still not in radio full time, but it is my preferred career. But I worked at Hollister, awful experience, and then, um, well, actually, I also worked at the stu- in student union and made crepes. That was actually pretty fun because I was. A, co- a college job, and we were there with all our friends, so it, it really didn't seem like too bad at all. Um, but I did bar back for a bit, and the where way, at? I don't want to say. Okay. Well, the the place is good. I, t- I think I told you in the other podcast. Uh, I may have said something, but it, it, it's a neighborhood bar, and the bar is really good. Like the people there, uh, the people that run it are fantastic. Fantastic. Um, the bar is well maintained. Everything was on point, but I just was not. It was not the career field for me because I I let shit get to me, and I was not good at my job. It was the first time I ever bar backed, um, and so when I used to get criticism or people would like yell at me, it used to bother me because I was yeah. like, I want to do good. I want to do my job well. Like I want to do my job well, and I was not doing my job well, and so. People used to say little shit or like, I'm taking too long, or uh, you know, they would snap at me. Oh, they, they would snap at me and just, fuck that. The, the, yeah, the way they would treat me, um, just used to really, really get to me, and I was like, I can't do this any longer. Um, and then at Hollister, it, it was kind of like the same. It, it was kind of switched because the people, the customers would treat you fine, but the employees were awful. Like, I had a manager that fucking hated me. I don't know why. I don't, and I don't even want to play the race card. I don't know if it was a, the race thing. It could have been. I know it wasn't the gay thing because half the motherfuckers in there were gay. So it wasn't that. It had to be, uh, they just didn't like me personally or I just well, wasn't Well, did you watch that Abercrombie yeah, the, the, documentary? Uh, the White Hot or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Again, I, I don't want to say it was the race card. No, there wasn't any other black people there. While I was working there, but it was there was a manager that I really enjoyed, um, and she was great. But there was a guy who just he just made my life hell there, and there was another employee. So it was only two individuals there that made my stay there awful. But in normal places, in 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 most cases, I wouldn't let it bother me. But because I didn't necessarily like the job, I wanted to make sure that I could still do the job because it was a means of you know. You know, being uh, I don't know, being able to provide for myself or being independent, yeah. it just meant something to me to do a good job. Oh, I'm, I've always been that way. I don't care what the job is. I want to try to be the best at and it, and so when or pe- to be the best of my ability. So, like when I was barbacking and customers would would complain or, or snap at me and and give me criticism, it, it would really bother me. And then when I would be mistreated at like my other the Hollister job and, and have the managers or uh, other coworkers say something to me, it would bother me. But with radio, I learned it doesn't bother me. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I'm in the right medium because I, I want to do this job well. I enjoy doing the job. I'm passionate about it. And the criticism I get, I take, but it doesn't make me lose my, it doesn't, 
Doesn't affect you at all. It doesn't affect me. Like the the listeners, I take it with a grain of salt. Like they, they, I've heard everything. When I was fat, they told me I was fat every single day. Every single day I was fat. Or my hairline was receding. It was receding. Like any insecurity you had, my breath stank. Like it, it was like any insecurity that you possibly had, if I had an off day, they would say it. And it would come out in, in you know, uh, the way I would perform. Um, you know, sometimes I, I didn't have the best show. And they would let me know. But it didn't stop me from wanting to do better. The other places, I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> like, I was like, I got to go. I got to go. Because I just, I was, I felt so defeated. Here, I don't feel defeated. I use, I take the criticism. And I'm like, look at me now, ho. Yeah. I'm killing this shit. Yeah. I'm still here. And you aren't. Yeah. And they even talk about the podcast. Like, you do it, you don't, you do it too infrequently. I'm like, well, too fucking bad. Pay me. Then, then I'll do it more. <laughs> do it more. I, you wanted to be a full-time job? Sweet. So do I. Pay me. <laughs> because right now, I'm juggling a lot of hats, and I, you know, whatever. Eh. Well, we only have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's, I think that's the biggest thing. Managers be like, yeah, so. <laughs> right. Did I say juggle? Is that the right term, juggling a lot of hats or wearing a lot of hats? I think it's wearing a lot of hats. See, there I go again. But see, it doesn't bother me because I'll still come back another day. Oh, yeah. Well, I've said so many things wrong before. I've, you know, that does. My big thing for that I screw up with a lot is if sometimes, because I think sometimes my brain thinks too fast, faster than what my mouth can talk. And sometimes my brain will want to say, Two words at the same time, but I can't decide. Oh, that's how I got the uh, with stain incident. I don't yeah. know if you remember that, but that's I combined two words. Yes, to make one. Yeah, and then everyone lets you have it. And that's the thing that that is you can't be insecure on the show because it will. I could. Everyone thinks I'm p- playing some character. I'm like, listen, I accidentally, like I, I am myself. Yeah. I, I and I couldn't be anything but myself on air four hours a day, five days a week. So, like, it, these things come out, you're going to slip up, and they will call you out oh, on Oh, they it. definitely so will. So I didn't know that I didn't know the English language until I got on this show. No one, when I say no one ever corrected me on these words that I w- would mispronounce frequently, no one did, and that's why it ruined it. So it took me getting on a national, <laughs> sometimes international platform to know that, bitch, you can't talk. <laughs> and guess what my profession is? Broadcasting. Yeah. I went to broadcasting school. Like, damn. And you still have the fuck-ups, right? Yes. And so I had to learn. I mean, I one, I had to take the L. Yeah. L for me. But at least if they're going to do it, get content out of it, and at least let me keep my job. So I don't mind taking an L if it's a learning experience. Do you remember that uh, w- what show you were interning for that you – were interning for the, or that you interviewed for that day that you came in all sweaty. Do you remember what that was? I know it was years ago, but I'm just curious if you if it was anybody we might know. Ah, I'm really trying to think. Sweaty interview. Were they like ripping you or something on air? Oh, I do remember now. That was um the the Stansberry show. Ah! You know, he's on the station now, right? Yes. Oh, that's fabulous. I'm going to say something him, to him. Him and the other guy, they I sent them a demo reel. It was terrible. The Aww. reel was, and they tore me <laughs> apart. 
And I was like, damn. Stansberry, you dick. You're ruining kids' dreams. I was like, damn, I might not be ready for this. Like, this dude reamed me. It was just an internship, though. How bad could it have been? Oh, I mean, I didn't even have an internship. I applied for it. So, and you sent him a demo tape? Yeah. Oh, God, I, I hope he has a demo tape. Or do you have the demo tape? No, I definitely I was, don't. I, I was going to say, because literally, that was my job. Was I not DJ director at that point? Did I not help you with the with the tape? No, you were you were done. Like, this was, like, my last, like, this was my last semester. I that, graduated. that explains it, because I wasn't there. Yeah. I heard this from another. He said that you came in all sweaty and that they were ripping you apart on the air for uh, some demo tape that you made. Yeah. And it, you're like, I you're like, I didn't even get, like, the the job for them to, like, rip me to shreds <laughs> like that. Yeah, they they definitely tore me a new one. And it, it was all funny hindsight. Like, but that, that when you're hearing it and they're making fun of you live in that moment and you're not even there to defend yourself, you're just like, these motherfuckers, like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, I was yeah. so pissed. I remember I called my dad and I go, fuck these radio guys. Like, these guys can go to hell. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I have so many bad tapes. And not only, and now radio is a, you know, yeah, radio is radio, but there's also another medium. There's t- a TV. It's visual. You know, they, yeah. I, I, all the challenges that I've done, the embarrassing shit, I, it, I did not think about the long term. Like, I'm in this bitch for life, whether I like it or not. Because I can leave, you know, if I if radio doesn't seem to work out or if I don't get on another show or whatever, I could leave. But the videos are still out there of me pooping. Like, I had to poop live on air. Or, uh, yeah, you didn't know that. Um, no. The, the I had to wear a shock collar. I had to eat a Carolina Reaper. Like, Ooh. all these videos, I wasn't thinking long term, but these videos are out there forever. Like, my, my little nephew is going to be watching these for career day. Like, what, are you going to bring your, your Uncle Pound Cake into to, You know, he's going to talk about what he does for a living. I didn't think about that shit. No. Um, and it's out there forever. So I have so many embarrassing moments that will live on forever. And you just kind of live, you, you know, you live in the moment, and then you let that moment pass. Because I I get secondhand embarrassment thinking about the embarrassment I used to feel. <laughs> like, uh, like, I, I, I don't get embarrassed anymore. I just laugh at it. I, I'm able to laugh at myself. Now, I mean, I think because I've been embar- embarrassed so many times, I feel like I have a... Uh, uh, like a, a barrier yeah, or a shield? A shield somewhat. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't get embarrassed. I'll call it out. Like, I, I froze live, you know, under in the game. That was probably, like, my most embarrassing moment. Or um, <clears throat> not saying lies or not picking up on cues when I'm supposed to. Just, ugh, yeah, just... Happens to the best of us, though. I mean, like, I I say this all the time. Like, I don't care how good at your job or good at anything that you are. You can't be Superman every day. Like, you are bound to fuck up at some point. Like, it's it. You're you're gonna have an off day. There's gonna be a day where you're not a hundred and ten percent on. And you know, of course, that's when you know the embarrassment or your slip ups are gonna probably happen. But it's just how you move on from it and continue to. You know, try to put your best foot forward. So that being said, it, um, I don't know if this is too personal or not, and if not, out no such it out. thing. Um, I, you just left your your job. What what plans do you have? What would you like to do? Even if you if you got your ideal position, what do you want to do? I would love to just work for some sort of media, whether it be like you know. A famous podcast like the Barstool Sports type of people. Oh, I feel like you would be great for that. And they have Barstool, Barstool Sports Cleveland. Yeah. Like they have uh, branches of it. But, like, you know, a radio station, by all means, or a t- TV station. I don't even care what I would do either because at this point, like, I I don't need, you know, I, I was lucky enough to have a job where I was able to make a good amount of money and 
I was good oh, at saving. Make, you ain't gonna make the same amount of money. Oh, I know that, but I, I don't need to make that much money. I'm I, glad. And yeah. I and I'd be able to just do a job that I'm passionate about. And whether again, I'd obviously like to be <clears> like a, an on-air talent or be on camera or on screen. I feel like that's like my bread and butter. I mean, hence all the videos I post. You, you know, know I, I, I honestly I feel like you got it. Like I I am not. I don't even really like critique it because me critiquing it would be a. I can't be a you. I can't tell you how to do it. And that's what I would say, uh, that's what I would tell, like, the students back in at at WZIP when I would mentor them, be their DJ director. I can give you the skills, but the personality is all you. I can't tell you how to be a Scott. I can't tell you how to be... A Cody. It is your personality. Yeah. Um... The, the mechanics, you know, anyone could do that. Anyone could press a button. Anyone could, you know, slide up. Yeah, yeah that, that stuff I can teach you. But I can't teach you how to be alluring on a mic. And, yeah, you know, be funny and, inter- and uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Not entertaining, but... Charisma. Charisma, definitely. Interactive or, yeah. you know, make other people interested in hearing what you have and, to and say. And people don't look at it as you're selling a product. You're se- you're selling yourself. Yes. You're selling, you know, whatever. I mean, your influence. You're influencing others to follow you just like with my whole uh orange theory campaign like yeah. you know every everything you know you could when your likeness and your opinions become you know marketable yeah that that's a thing like, that's kind of what i'm hoping for but like i said at the end of the day if i could just get into some sort of media related field i think i, I yes that's great but i think the way you're go- make an llc and do it yourself like make an llc and do it yourself because i feel like you already have you know the the setup. You have a, a kick-ass logo. You have the space for it. Um, it the only thing that's going to happen. I mean, this is what I would think. The only thing that's gonna I think is going to happen is someone's going to see your idea, want to clue you in on it, and then you know take a percentage of it. <laughs> so they'll 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 be nice enough to get a big name behind it. But you could do it yourself and and do a great job. So, but I think you have it. So that Thanks. that's my opinion. That means a lot. For real. Because I've just been winging it this whole time. I mean, I, I started it without really, I mean, I sort of had a game plan of what I wanted to do. Um, but every time, I mean, it's just been a co- total con- conglomerate of, what do you want to, what do you call it? Like a think pot? Like, they're not all of my ideas. Like, I'm just the face of the ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to try anything. Like, my, 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 my bar dad, Jimmy Diamond, he suggested I should try a segment called Rate Your Penis and walk the streets and ask people. You had a dick pic? What, did you have a dick pic or something? No, like ask them, like, hey, on a scale of. Oh, like, I was going to say, I thought you were saying rate your penis. I was no, like, oh, no. That's, oh. that's for OnlyFans. You should definitely yeah, have an I, LLC and do it yourself. I, I wouldn't do that. No, I'm not that bold. But I'm saying, like, you know, you just walk up and I'd be like, Cody, on a scale of one to 10, how good do you think your dick is? And I would say 10 out of 10, duh. It's, it, I mean, on a good day, a good everyone has a good dick day um, and everyone has bad dick days. But today, I mean, depending on the weather, the way it hangs, um, the, co- <laughs> the color of it, does it have a, uh, do I have a, like a semi-chub going? Like, it, there's some variables that go into it. So today is a 10 out of 10. I'm wearing my cute little underwear where it doesn't contract it. You know, I'm giving TMI, but it, I'm wearing the good underwear where it just sits and it's not, it doesn't feel like trapped. Bunched up? Yeah. You you want you want that time. You just want the penis to sit lovely and, and just like just lovely. I love the gesture. You just want to you want it to roll out. You ever yeah. seen you ever seen uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. Remember the hill that he used to walk down? Yeah. 
that's that's the little mountain that he uh, my dick just comes out of the underwear like that it just rolls out <laughs> that's funny um so we were talking all of all this about your projects so tell them where they can find your project uh everything is stay beautiful america there's a facebook page there's an instagram there's a youtube there's a tiktok i have apple podcast i have spotify for the full length episodes um so, yeah, I mean, anything Stay Beautiful America, you should be able to find it pretty quickly. Oh, my God, find Scott. Scott's hilarious. Um, and I'm going to be on one of his upcoming episodes. Um, you'll get to learn a little bit more about him and support local local artists. I mean, I consider him an artist. You are an artist. You are creative. Um, so, yeah, and plus he's one of my WZIP alums, like like WZIP, ZTV Mafia all day long. So that that is what I would recommend you do. You guys can find me, Radio Cody B, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, and then, yeah, obviously you're listening probably on iHeartRadio. Um, listen to the Alan Cox Show, Monday through Friday, 2 to 6.30. And uh, I appreciate you coming in. Oh, he, this was awesome. He got to tour the little studios. He got to see what we were all about here at iHeart. I got to see Alan in person. Yeah, and it, it, he was like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can I need you? So, Bill, Bill's doing his podcast in our main studio that I wanted to hook up Scott because I just wanted, when people come in to do, when they are a guest on my podcast, I like to be a good host and I like to, you know, put them up in the premiere suite. You know, you got the the uh, street side suite. You get to see people walking by and you get the cameras and the lights. You feel like a real, you feel something. You feel, I, feel, I feel something in here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's soundproof. This is legit. There's in, a nice board. There's everything. Yeah, we're in our little fart box and they say it's soundproof, but I see, I hear people farting and, and opening lockers in the hallway all the time here, but. I digress. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right, guys. Keep listening to Scott. Stay Beautiful America uh, on Instagram and what, TikTok too? Everywhere. Everywhere. All the platforms. Yep. And iHeartRadio. And that is my pound take. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.